Hello family, welcome to my podcast. This is Pepo's podcast where we are all about our father's business. So each and everyone out there, please be about your father's business so that he can lead you to greatness, so that he can unfold things that you have never imagined in your life. So today we are about our father's business again and I am so excited today. You know when it comes to conversations, it's about encounters, people that you meet along the way and they are adding something into your life. You know they are enlightening you, they are teaching you something and even sharing their stories. You know they're so Uh, something that you can share something that you can take in your life and something that can help you grow and become a better person so that's those are encounters that god you know uh, uh, uh bring along our way so today i'm so excited like i said i am not alone today i am with dr Nkantla sibili and as you see today we are going to our topic today is against all odds we're going to talk about family we're going to talk about career we're going to talk about finding god because you know i've been on this series of taking a step you know taking a step it is about discovering yourself your purpose who you are and what is it that will lead you to where god is or to lead you to have a relationship with god not just any relationship but an intimate relationship with god so the moment guys yes so right now um like i said i've got a guest today i'm having conversation uh with a doctor and but i don't want to say anything let him introduce himself and tell you more of a little bit about himself before we can start hi family i'm tanta sibeli phd I'm born and brought up in Soweto. I'm the eldest son of my father and my mother and the only son. I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much, Suki, for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, welcome, Dr. Sibili. So, you know, um, you shared, you know, in our talks, you said a very inspirational stories you know something that really um helped me to understand you better like i said i'm in this series whereby we are all about our father's business and we are talking about finding ourselves and finding purpose right so um you mentioned something about something that really i can relate to ne? you said that you know in your life you have been rejected so maybe people they don't understand that what does that mean to be rejected can you share a little bit on that okay thank you very much uh, maybe before i actually share why rejected i want to pay tribute to a very special woman that is my mother and there's no any other way to actually do it better than to, to use the bible my mother was a, a very strong christian she became a Christian when I was only two years and she died when I was 54. So she has been a Christian for 52 years. This is the, the verse that she gave me at one point in my, in my time when I was at, the, at my lowest. That's Psalm 91 verse 11. All right. The verse goes like this. God will put his angels in charge of you to protect you wherever you go. 
that's tribute to my mother. So are you seeing this verse or, or how did it impact on you growing up? Coincidentally, this verse, my mother gave it to me in her last days of her life. I don't know why, but it is a verse that she came to my house. She sat me down. She said, my son, take out your Bible. I want us to read the, the, this verse. And that's the verse that she, she left me with. And I'll always remember her for that verse. That God will put his angels in charge of my life. So you don't have to be afraid of anything. Your life is guarded. And when you have God by your side, nothing will want go in your life. It now makes perfect sense. Now let's go back to the rejection. Yes. When I started seeing the world, I did not have my mother. I did not have my father by me. It is common knowledge that a child's first word yeah. is mom, dad. But I never had that opportunity because I never knew that I had a mom. I never knew that I had a dad. Okay, Dr. Asbel, if ever you said, because we want to understand, or I want to understand, you never had a mom, you never had a dad. Can you be bring clarity to that so that we understand what you mean by, 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 by that? When I was born, I don't know what happened. Like I said, when I started seeing the world, my mom was not there, my dad was not there. Okay. That's where the, the, the word rejection comes in. My mom took me, sent me somewhere far away from where she was. The explanation is that she was sending me away from my dad. She did not want me to have a relationship with my father. They were having issues, so she was hiding me from my father. So that then gave it a sense that I don't have a mother, I don't have a father. The first time I then I woke up, it was 10, when I was 10. I didn't have a mother, I didn't have a father. And, and how did it make you feel? How, how did you go on about life? Because I remember even me myself i didn't grow up with my with my father and it was it was difficult for me it was difficult for me because i used to have resentment if i can put it like that i used to have resentment i used to have anger and i really didn't understand why a person who should love you unconditionally will just don't care it didn't make sense to me growing up so my life is a miracle and the definition of miracle is something that you cannot explain. I did not know what is the purpose of a mother or a father in my life because I never had them. Yes. So I did not know their role. So I will not resent them because okay. I did not know what is it that they were supposed to do for me. All right. So it's a miracle how I got where I am without knowing what role they had to play. I only life. got to understand the role of a mother and a father when I had my own children. Alright, so if ever, okay, your mother and your father was not in your life, so who took you in and who raised you? That's another mystery. Like I'm telling you, I, I woke up in life, I was in, in, in Limpopo, the former 
vendor. I don't know what what, what uh, homeland that is, but I was raised by a Tsonga family. They were not related to me. They were not related to my mother. How I got there, I do not know. I was raised by that family in a very painful way. I remember one incident. It was I was raised up as a shepherd, looking after their, their goats and their sheep. At some point, they slaughtered a, a, a sheep. I was not at, at I was not given an opportunity to enjoy the meat. They kept they kept the scop. You know the scop? Yeah, yeah, I know. Until it got rotten. When it was uh, full of worms and all that, I was given that to eat. I remember that day very well. It was raining, and was asked, I was asked to go and sit outside and eat. When it was raining. And it was raining. That's how painful. That's my first painful encounter with life. I don't remember whether I ate that food or what happened to that. But it's so, the first painful experience. Family. You know, we are still with Dr. Sibeli. And remember, we are talking, the topic today is against all odds, whereby we are learning and uh, Dr. Sibeli is letting us into his life and how he overcome everything that he has been through growing up and to be where he is right now. So then how do you overcome everything that had happened to you? And I know it is very painful whereby you grow up without your parents and so many things are happening in your life. You don't have anyone to cry to, you don't have anyone to talk to. Or by that time, maybe was there a particular person that you can go to and you know cry to who will come uh, like a mother to you? Or how did you overcome everything that happened to you? I'm going back to the verse okay. that God will send his enemies mm. that will be with me wherever I go. All right. I don't remember myself putting an effort mm. to do whatever, to, to be victorious, okay. to be where I am. Yeah. But God always guided me. I remember when I started school, I was over age. All right. How old were you? I, I don't know how old I was, but what I know is that I completed my matric when I was 21. Okay. I was well over age. But what I know is that at each and every school where I used to go, mm. I used to be a star learner. My, my, nobody paid for my school fees. From grade one up to PhD, I never paid a school fees. My life is a miracle. You can only be angels. Watching over you. Watching over me wherever I go. Wherever I go, wherever you go. Yes. So um, you said something about finding your parents, your real biological parents, when you were around 10, 11, 12. 11, 12. So how did it uh, come about that? Did you go and find them or what happened? What I, 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 I was told is that I was fetched from where I was. Right. I was taken to somebody that they called my grandmother all right okay so my, my mother fetching me from wherever i was she put me in the care of my grandmother her, her mother all right and that's where i started school okay 
then I, I didn't look back. Because where I was, in wherever, mm. I was not at school, I was a shepherd. I was, looking, shepherd. I was looking after goats and sheep. Then I started school when I was staying with my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. Okay. And in the classroom, I was a star. As you said. Yes. Yes. And 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 uh, one of the things that you said again, you said uh, it is really touched my heart what, what you just said because I relate to that. You said, uh, you know, I had to do my best in everything so that I can be accepted because I felt like. Uh, you lived your life being rejected, not knowing your biological parent and being taken to this family that were not even doing a good job of raising you. Uh, 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 that, that's one thing touched me that because I, I, I can relate to, to my life saying, you know, even in my life, I felt rejected. I felt like, you know, growing up, you grew up in a big family, but you always felt, but I don't belong here. I, I'm alone. I don't understand. You understand? So I relate to that. And that's why I'm saying, you need to do you had to do good so that you are accepted so that people love you something that, that, that you said yes wherever i was i'll work hard both at home and outside of home because i felt that i need to belong somewhere yeah. wherever i was i'll do my best so that people can accept me in their environment yes but coincidentally Long before I could even understand the writings about Nelson Mandela, education for me was key. Was key. I knew somewhere that if only I can go to school, people will accept me. Yes. I used my education to be accepted by society. And to be accepted by people around you, by your peers? So that people can begin to give me honor oh, and accept me. And accept you. Because I never grew up being accepted by anyone. Yeah, family. So, um, like Dr. Sibeli is saying, he had to be good or to do good and make sure that whatever that he does, he had to be accepted. You know, uh, many or many times in our lives, that's what we really want. We like to be, we, we're fighting to be accepted. We are fighting because the society can only accept you when you are somebody but when you are a nobody, because according to the standards of this world, they have those standards whereby they are setting this is a nobody because of one, two, three that you have and you are somebody with what you have. So, um, like I said, each and everything uh, in life, you know, it, it's very difficult depending on where you come from and on who you are. But now I believe that you need to be rooted. You need to know who you are and what you want in life so that you can be able to exceed in life. So, uh, Dr. Sibeli, coming to a family, you got married and you got kids. So, I believe now you got accepted. Are you saying that now when you have a, your own family, because it's something that you never grew up having, you had your family now, you are married now. So, are you saying that now that's when it was time for you now to be fulfilled or are uh, or, or maybe being accepted and being able to be loved. So what does having a family mean to you at that time? Funny enough, uh, Suki, still that family did not accept me. Because we got married. After some time, after working hard, I, I tripled my responsibilities as a father. My wife never worked, 
my shared account. Shared it her own bank account. Because I wanted to be this father. At least there's something that I could do. I wanted people to say, at least there's something that he can do. I did everything for my for my wife. But still, at some point, she felt that it was I was not good enough. She divorced me for no reason. She just told me one, one, one Sunday that I want a divorce. I asked her, are you sure? He said, yes. I want divorce to 10 days. That's how quick it was. I did not fight it. I did not do anything. I just gave her a divorce and she left. She left me. Did you again feel rejected? I felt rejected. Because I remember asking God, what more do I need to do? If I did this, for this family and I get rejected like this. What more do I have to do to be a better man? To be a better person? So in, in everything, uh, what do you say is the best thing that you got from that experience? Because remember, you grew up with no parents. You, you didn't have a sense of belonging. Can I put it like that? You didn't have a sense of belonging. Yes. So right now you have your own family. You have your own kids. Now someone can call you a father. Something that you never grew up. Someone can call you this. Someone can cry to you. Something that you never you grew up without even experiencing. So what did what did it mean to you? Okay. Let me take the rejection further, Suki. Mm. I've got three kids. Okay. But I don't have a relationship with them. All of them, after they graduated as, as university graduates, mm. they left me. Mm. My mother tried until she died, trying to find out what is it that I did for them to reject me. She died without knowing. Nobody knows what I did to those kids. Do you believe it, it was your fault? Maybe it's because I was born a reject. Why, why, why you keep on saying that, that you're born a reject, everything that is going away or taking away from your life is because you are a reject? Because I'm not good enough. Why would, if I was good enough, I think people would accept me. It's difficult for people to accept me. How do you explain that? When people refuse to accept you, no matter what you do. So, so are, are you saying that each and every area of your life, people have rejected you one way or the other? I've never f found myself belonging in a particular group of people, family, friends, outside. Mm. I've always found myself standing on my own, no matter what I do. Okay. So, so in terms of family, because I, I ask a very significant question, even, even though you are saying that you never had a relationship with your you feel your kids and everything but what i was asking is that then how did it impact on your life like now there is this person who is saying a father to me whereas you never had that experience in your life it's a very difficult question to, to answer for me i feel good that god blessed me with those beautiful children mm. they're successful in their own lives and I'm glad that when God gave me that responsibility to bring them up, I did what I was supposed to, was supposed to do. And I gladly accepted the responsibility. I think for me, that fulfills me. 
that once some may obligate their, their, their responsibilities, I was able to stand up and do that very well. I think I wanted to I, I, I wanted to erase what somebody did not do for me. Yes. When some my, my dad did not actually buy me books to go to school, did not want to pay for my school fees. I did that to my children. And I'm glad wherever they are, they know that our dad was there to make sure that we go to school mm. until we finished our, sc- our schooling. Mm. They never went to school. I took them to school every day in my car so that they are not late, so that they don't go through the hazards of rain, cold, and whatever. That's, I, I wanted to compensate for what I did not have. That makes sense. So um, you said that you had to be the best do good at school so that you can be able to be accepted and loved. So, um, and at school, I believe, if, as you are saying, you are excelling in everything that you do. So, and you are, you are a teacher right now, right? So, uh, you say that, you know, I believe that we are looking for fulfillment in so many things in our lives. If ever it's not family, it's a career. So, did you find that fulfillment again in your career, in something? Because each and we've been talking and you've been talking rejection in everything in your life. So what about now doing something that you love, something that brings you peace in your life? Did you choose teaching as, you know, again, giving back, being able to be a nurturer, being able to give something that you never had? Because remember when you are a teacher, you are uh, uh, dealing with kids now. You You have to be a parent again, something that you never had in your life. Let, let me give you a, a little bit of a background. Mm. I, I'm a teacher now. I started as a, as a teacher, but I went full circle in the, in the education system. Right. I taught, I became a subject specialist, I became a manager, I became a director, I became a university lecturer. I worked in all sectors of education. I don't know whether I was trying to get that purpose, but I moved into every space in education. And now I'm back, I'm starting a second circle in my life. So I'm doing, I'm a teacher for the second time. I'm trying to see if I cannot be a better person. My contribution cannot be apt because I feel I've not done it. I don't find satisfaction in the small things that I do. I want to, to make a bigger contribution. But what the question, to answer your question directly, I get fulfillment when I talk to those kids. After a few years, they said to me, if it was not for you, I would not be where I am. I remember, for me to go back to teaching now, I met a former learner that I taught when I started teaching. He came to me at the mall. I didn't know him anymore because he was a big man. Yes. He says, please go back to teach. We need more of your teachers in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Meaning we need more people who have passion, who have love for the things that they are doing. Somebody that we can look up to. Yes. He said, he's a civil engineer. He says, I am a civil engineer now, 
chief civil engineer those are looked up to you go back to teach so that as well are you saying up to so far right now do you have any regrets about the path that you have taken in your life and everything that had happened in your life what did you take from those experiences although when i started i spoke about rejection yes i think for me those were the stepping stones mm-hmm. to a very fruitful life yes. for me so i'm i'm happy mm-hmm. with my achievement yes i'm 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 satisfied with everything in I'm, your I'm, life I'm, right I'm, now i'm, I'm fulfilled mm-hmm. you know you, you remind me of 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 the scripture that says you know god only god alone he fashioned our days so that means each and everything that we are going through whether it be bad whether it be good is for a great purpose you know you might be going through rough things in life and maybe you are thinking that god is not here god does not see me he does not care about you but the by the word of the of the word says that's how he fashioned your life and everything your life it has been written already so right now you are just walking into the path or you are walking the path that leads you to your greatness that leads you to where you're supposed to be so um having a relationship with god are you saying that you because now you have been quoting what your mother the scripture that he she gave you that uh the angels he will command his angels to take charge over you so he gave you that foundation that my son this is the way God is the way whenever that you think or you are alone you are not alone God is there with you so i just wanted to know how did this impact your life and having a relationship with God how did it impact your life okay my life with God is very interesting mm-hmm. um, I, i must tell you uh, my observation and the reading of the bible is that when God is going to use you he trains you correct he puts you on a path let's take the example of joseph yes joseph was sold by his brothers yes you know i'm asking myself if it was me being sold mm. how that would how would how that felt but we all know what joseph joseph ended up being yes it was his tra- god's way of training him mm. to become in charge mm. of a kingdom oh, yeah i believe that Whatever went down in my life, mm. I was being trained. Yes. And I cannot say I am there now. Mm. I'm still looking forward to, to where God wants me to, to, to set mm. my destiny. Yes. But I still believe that even now I'm still being trained by God. Yes. By the way, I received Christ as my personal Savior in 1983. And I've been going strong. I've been going strong. Yes. Yes. And I'm focused on one day. Mm-hmm. I'll know why all these things happened to me, and what God wanted me to do eventually. Mm-hmm. Yes, because because He knows better. He knows our lives, and you know, often enough, I'm sharing this verse that you know what no one can give you your happiness no one out there is capable of giving you your peace giving you whatever that you think you are lacking in your life that fulfillment no one can give you the only one person that can give you that is only god and it's through having a relationship with him that he can mold you and restore you to the perfect being or to be the best version 
of your, your yourself. He is the only one who can do that for you. But you know what, Mr. Uh, Dr. Sibeli, in our lives, we we are thinking that maybe I can, our happiness, we, we what, what, what can I say? We uh, rely so much on people to give us what we need. We rely so much on the outside world to give us that peace, to give us that love that we so oftenly want into our lives. Yet we are missing the bigger picture, having a relationship with God. So having a relationship with God, what does it mean to have a relationship with God? And to be able to live a life that fulfills you, that gives you that peace each and every morning. Or, or maybe my question should be, what makes you wake up in the morning? Suki, I'm, I'm going to go back to, to, to that point. My life is a miracle. I never looked up to anybody. In my heart, I knew that there's a bigger power that is in charge of my life. If I can start with testimony, mm-hmm. I can spend the whole day. But what I know is that God shaped my, my, my path. The achievements that are, are, are behind me can only be God. Let me share this one particular one. It is very uncommon for a, a child to go to school. And when you're in the school, the principal says, no, I don't think you are good at the school. I want to, I want to get to a better school than my school. That's what happened in my life. Principal at this high school, that the first high school that I attended, spotted the potential in me. He applied for a bursary for me. He applied for a vacancy at a private high school for me. He personally took me to that school to apply so that I can go to that school. How do you explain that? It can only be God. It can only be God. It can only be God. Yeah. That's when God really trains you. Mm-hmm. And he wants to show his greatness and his grace in, in, your, in, in, in your life. So my life is characterized by God's grace all the time. And that fulfills me. Every day when I wake up, I say, thank you God for another day. Work through me. Every night when I sleep, I say, thank you God for another day. I trust that my life has touched one or two souls. That's what keeps me going. Okay. So, Dr. Sibel, with everything that you have achieved so far, so what is it that you are doing to give back to those that you feel like, you know what, I can do something into that child's life or into that person's life okay let me talk about going back to teaching mm. uh, most colleagues of mine will ask me what are you doing with a phd in high school yeah the question is where should i be the the logical answer would be at university so that you can be a professor I said, who must teach these children? So are these children not worthy to be taught by a doctor? If there's no doctor who wants to teach these children, I'm going to teach these children. Because for me, it's not only about teaching mathematics. It's about role modeling. I want them to look up to me and say, if he did it, I can do it. I remember 2011. I said to God, God, I don't want to start telling people about your name, but I want my life to be a witness, a mirror 
for people. When people look at me, they should see you in my life. I want those boys and girls, when they see me, they see God, and they see hope, and they see future. Just by being there, without me opening my mouth and teaching me the mathematics. That's the bit that I'm doing. Just being there, just, just my presence there. there. Just by being there, and and, and in order similar, I assure you that is what the world needs today. You know that all of us. I, I believe that we need someone that can say, you know, I'm here. You can trust me. You can be able. You you know, uh, uh, like us growing up, or if ever I can make myself an example. The only one thing that I ever long for in my life is just for someone to just say, you know, Suki. I understand. You know, sometimes you don't even need someone to speak so much in your life. You just need someone just to hold your hand and just whisper in your or, or like silently say, you know, I'm here for you. You know, many of us we do need that, and we are living in a society whereby it's everyone for themselves. No one cares about everyone. Even in our jobs, we are only doing these jobs because we need money. It is not about passion. It is not about loving the job anymore. It is about money. But it is so great to find there are people, there are still people like you, who will say, you know what, I care and I love, and it's something that is, I'm not doing it for money. Even if I don't get paid for this, I'm doing it. So, so for me, I, 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 the question that I've been asking you, do you believe right now you are where you want to be? Okay, let me tell you the greatest gratification that I have. When I'm on those school premises, the child will see me walk into my car. The child will rush to come and talk to me. Say, you don't know how much I adore you. Thank you, sir. One day you said this, and it's still in my mind. That is the greatest gratification that a teacher can offer me. When a child just says, thank you. So for me, I'm living a fulfilled life. Let me tell you what I did. I, 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 I thought I didn't want to tell you. I've been running away from the classroom. Yeah. And every time I go out, God sends me back. Yeah. Every time I, I run, run away, yeah. God sends me back. But, 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 but it, it isn't how it is. Many of us, we are running away from our purposes. That is something that we run away from. <laughs> I tried to run away. <laughs> But I'm touching so many young lives. Yes. Just by being, I give motivational talks at, at, at assembly. Uh-huh. And believe me, when I get off that stage, two, three boys, mostly, uh-huh. will come to me. So thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. I've got a few of them that, that are in universities now. They still, yes. they still call me. I'll come and see you at at school. Mm. There's no any other gratification more than that. Money cannot do that. Nothing can can do that Mm. except when more than when a child comes to me and says, Thank you, sir. Yes. Tears rolls down my ears when that happens. That is the greatest contribution that I think I can make Mm. in society. Very impactful and very powerful. Okay, so um, you said that you are in a training right now. 
you are in a training towards your purpose you are in a training towards your destiny or are you in a training to finding yourself I, I believe God has a greater purpose mm. about my life mm. I don't know what that purpose is I've spoken to my pastor about it mm. a few times those people look at each other and say your purpose your purpose yes. I said I still don't know my purpose but I'm, 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 I must share this with you. When my mother passed on, coincidentally, about three different pastors from three different denominations said to me, God is telling them to tell me to be a pastor. Mm. This is what I said to the three of them. God has not commanded me to do that. My God, like he did with Samuel, mm. said, when Samuel answered God this is your servant speak yes I want that to be yes because people can lead you astray true so true. my purpose is in the hands of God yes I said to you I'm still in training mm-hmm. when God believes that I'm well trained yes. I'm ready to, to, to take that purpose that greater purpose mm. he will tell me Yes, because you know when God trains you, that means He is uh, giving you that capacity and capability to where you are going. Because He doesn't train, train you to become something that you are not supposed to be. He trains you and He directs your path directly to where you're supposed to be. You know, you remind me of this verse that He says He will give you the desires of your heart. So for me, you know, I struggled with finding people's daughters really, and I used to, because for me, I don't know if ever it happened to most of us, whereby we're thinking that something that you love, that you are passionate about, that is your purpose. But listen to the scripture. He said, I will give you the desires of your heart and he will give you only those desires. Once you allow yourself to have a relationship with him, you know, and, and, and for me, uh, one when I say, okay, I, I, I never had a passion of talking or of, of preaching or anything. But now uh, when I embark on this journey and get to know him, he gave me that desire to preach. He gave me that desire to speak. He gave me so many things that I never even thought in my life. But I always thought singing, it was my thing. I love singing and it's not something that I was going to grow into. But it happened a very different kind of way. So who knows? Maybe teaching is your passion or maybe it's not your passion. Only God knows that. God has a greater purpose mm. about my life. Yes. He says he knows, he has my... What does he say? I know your plans. Yes. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper to you. prosper me. Yes. Those plans that God has about me mm. are coming. Indeed. We, we spoke earlier about God's time. Yes. His time is coming. Yes, his time is coming. And when he, God's time is... Here, mm. I remember Moses in the Bible. Yes, when he said, God, I can't even speak a stutter. God said, I'll be with you, I'll teach you how to talk. Mm. And the children of Israel left Egypt mm. through the leadership of Moses. Of Moses, yes, my time will come, mm-hmm. my God will let me know, and he will show me where to go and what to do and how to do it. 
So, uh, Dr. Sabri, if ever there's uh, one people out there who believes that, you know, I cannot do this, I've been going through a hard time in my life, I don't know how to overcome, I don't know how to, or maybe who they feel rejected the way you have uh, been rejected most of your life. So, what kind of the words of encouragement that you can give to someone out there and just to give them that hope that, you know, you are not alone, but one thing for sure, you will overcome. There's a song by my brother Benjamin Dewey. He says, if you humble yourself, mm-hmm. God will raise you up. Yes. God will lift you up. Yes. Humble yourself before God. Mm-hmm. Listen to his commands. Mm-hmm. Have a relationship with God. Yes. God will lift you up. That's true. Never stray away from, away from God. That's what kept me going. Mm. No matter what, I knew that my God was always with me. Mm. Like young David. Yes. So my my path was always guided by God. So what I'm saying to everybody, stay close to God. Remain humble. God will lift you up. Hmm. You hear that family? So regardless what you're going through right now, regardless what has been uh, happening into your life, you know, each and every one of us, we do have a story to tell. We do have a testimony to tell about our lives. But one thing for sure, there's only one way to go, you know, the God's way. I know I'm emphasizing it most of the time, but you know, that's where the joy comes from. That's where your happiness comes from. If ever you want to be able to live a life of purpose, but you hear Dr. Sibylla right now, he says he's still in training, in training to find his purpose, to find his life and to be where God wants him to be. So I am inspired today. I'm encouraged, you know, so I'm encouraging you someone somewhere. So be rooted in the things of God and seek God. There is nothing that you cannot do. There's nothing that you can go wrong with. So right now, like I said, I, you know, I've been inspired. I've been encouraged about everything, the life of Dr. Sibylle, what he had to go through to be where he is right now. It couldn't have been easy, but he is here today sharing his life, his testimony, the greatness of God, and we always bring honor unto the name of God because of everything that he has done for us. So it's never too late. You know, taking a step is about you figuring out your life. It's about you, you know, embarking on that journey and saying, you know what, no matter how difficult it is, but I am going to overcome, you know, because his plans they are not to harm you really but they are to prosper you and and remember one thing for sure your thoughts are not your thought i mean his thoughts are not your thoughts and his ways are not your ways his are higher than more than that you can ever imagine into your life so dr sibeli we are just concluding our conversation so something that you want to say to in closing in, in closing Sugi, i want to thank you for this opportunity but this is what I want to tell whoever's listening. That God never fails. And there's a purpose and a greater purpose for why you are here. Listen to God. God wants to do something for his kingdom. Yes. We see what is going on around our country. We see what's going on around the world. But maybe you are the one that God wants to use to raise this new church. Take up your boots 
follow Christ. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you. Thank you for those kind, kind words, uh, Dr. Sibeli. So, this is the end of our podcast, our conversations with Dr. Sibeli against all odds. So, he has proven that you can you know you can overcome against all odds against whatever that has been done or you know maybe you have been feeling like you are rejected so right now it is time for you to pick up yourself and do something about your life and remember there's only one person who can give you the fulfillment who can restore you who can put you back together again is god so thank you till next time and i'm hoping that we are going to invite dr sibella again to embark more about his journey on his journey until because remember he said he's in training so we are waiting up until he reveals to us or he discovers that reason why he says he's in training because one day i do believe that he will really get to that uh, destination or where he uh, god has purposed his heart to be so thank you for tuning in and stay blessed so please if ever you are encouraged if ever you are inspired by the story uh, with the story of dr sibeli please do subscribe share on your social media so that together we can learn from this great man and we can be inspired so up until next time thank you for listening stay blessed <music>